We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present. We extend our respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Hi guys, welcome to Bumps and Besties, a podcast about navigating the journey to motherhood through fertility struggles, friendship, and all the bumps along the way. I'm your host, Lexi, along with my co-host and bestie. Hi, I'm Amy. Our podcast is here to explore the often tricky, usually emotional path to motherhood through the lens of two besties on two different paths. Laugh with us, cry with us, and know wherever you're at on your journey, you're never alone because your besties are here and we have your back. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bumps and Besties. Good morning. We had a little break, so thanks for dealing with that for us. We were a little bit scattered last week. <laughs> it was Surprise. a we dropped the chewettes, but week. we didn't come back on Monday. We were just a bit all over the shop. Yeah, so we kind of knew we would be away uh, on the, the Monday drop because little man turned one and we had the party. And those who know us in our private lives know that my other job is party planner so obviously I had to have a bit of a gig <laughs> for my little guy's birthday yep. so we're kind of busy you know having a little one-year-old birthday party so. and there was so many people in your house and oh it, my was, God. it was a great day but it was a lot yeah. it was like the equivalent of somehow we had the same amount of people from our wedding at our baby's first birthday just that you know most of those people were children so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a wild time it was a wild time so we have decided this is going to be our season two since we've had a little bit of a break mm-hmm. so there's a whole back catalogue if you guys are if this is your first episode there is a whole back catalogue. Go and listen to season one. You'll learn all about us and where we're at. And this episode will probably make a lot more sense and not be so ranty. <laughs> we promise we aren't just angry and hormonal. Hormonal, yes. Yeah. Angry, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So before we jump into it, Amy, how has your week been? Yeah, it's been an up and down one. So yeah. um, we had our egg collection procedure on Wednesday. To put it simply there was a bit of a miscommunication about one of my medications turned out to be a blood thinner so the procedure became more high risk than it should have been or Mm -hmm. we had planned for it to be so because of that we didn't get all the eggs we had planned for we had hoped for six to eight eggs and we only got three just because we had to be very careful um and make sure i didn't have any excessive bleeding and stuff like that so yeah we got something we didn't get what we'd hoped for but hopefully from these three fertilized eggs we can freeze them all if not most of them um and then we will look at transferring still probably do a double yeah i was um, gonna ask are we still yeah. doing double I th- yeah well best case scenario we can freeze all three maybe it might only be two and so if that's the case we will transfer both and then start all over again and obviously not take any blood thinners next time <laughs> no wow yeah and obviously that then complicates things in terms of pain management after your procedure as well yeah it just means there's no like neurofin voltara and anything analgesic based because my blood has already been thinned and i'm already not clotting it's just a bit more of a precaution um some clinics in saying that will still do a procedure if you're on these medications generally those attached to a hospital because they've got more facilities there in case something goes wrong yeah if they need them yeah um whereas a lot of the standalone private clinics tend not to because obviously they need those facilities an ambulance can take a while all those kind of things so it didn't go quite to plan um but i'm very grateful for the doctor i had on wednesday because a lot of doctors wouldn't have touched me at all and just said sorry too bad so sad and And he was great he was 
Yeah, that's so what good. he could. And it was a pretty insane week leading up to that. Like you've been on some high dose meds. Yeah, so we maxed out my dose of stimulation medication. And, and in hindsight, I had a lot of bruising and a lot of bloating. And the bruising would have been because of that blood thinning medication, yeah. which I don't usually get a lot of bruising. Usually yeah. I'm pretty, I'm bloated, but that's about it. Um, but I was on some pre-maximum doses of all the stimulation medications we take. Mm. And I was... Yeah. yeah, just not having a fun time of it. So oh, we went into God. Wednesday morning thinking, yes, this is great. We're going to get so many eggs. Mm-hmm. And then it was a, oh, okay, this is not gone to plan. Maybe we'll try and get a couple. Um, very fortunate what we did get managed to fertilize. So now we just hope they're all suitable blastocysts and see where we go from there next week. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah, okay. have a good week. Um, coming oh. down from the party high. Yeah, so it was it was literally the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. So anyone who has done the first birthday rigmarole will know that it's super fun and there's a lot going on and then you have the party and a little person has the best time ever and they're playing with all of their little friends and then a couple of days later you go get their one-year vaccination. For me, it was two days after his birthday. On the third day, one of the mums from the party messaged me and went, sorry, I think my little one has hand, foot and mouth. So Ted kind of took a nosedive on Tuesday around lunchtime and he was just completely floored. And it was really weird because he's usually such a like smiley and active little kid and all he was doing was like crying and sleeping, crying and sleeping. And he wouldn't even like sleep by himself. He was had to be held on to. So during the day was okay. It was a public holiday here. So Ash was home. We kind of took it in shifts to have him but then that night he woke up about one o'clock and was just inconsolable and Ash had to work on Wednesday so I sent him off to the spare room and took Ted into my room and I had Ted sleep in my bed with me which is not something we usually do so the first time I've ever done that and he hasn't been in his own bed so I pretty much didn't sleep the whole night because I was so terrified he was going to fall out. Like I had the cushions and stuff, but you know, he's so young. I wasn't like, I I was so scared of having like any blankets near him or have him smoosh his face into a pillow or just like roll and fall out of bed. But he's also old enough to climb. He crawls, he's on the moon. Yeah. So realistically, if he wanted to crawl off the end, he potentially Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that was a pretty rough night. And then, and he, and also like he woke up sort of every hour to 40 minutes just upset and crying and he was in a lot of pain so we just tried to manage him with some baby panadol and the next day he was the same just so so sick and then yesterday he turned a bit of a corner but then he came up rashy and the hard thing about hand foot and mouth and post-vaccination because of what he had it's the measles mumps rubella it does give you them quite a rash Mm -hmm. so when that started to develop I was like oh my god he's got hand foot and mouth and like Ted doesn't go to daycare so I've been lucky in the fact that I've been able to avoid it so far yeah so I was just absolutely freaking out called the doctor and I was like you know you said that this wasn't a bad vaccination like my kid's been so sick for the last couple of days so they were really helpful they were just like okay let's change over to some other medication this will help him through give another 24 hours try and keep him hydrated he also wasn't eating and my kid eats everything (laughs) 
he will help himself to whatever you've got. Yeah, if you've got food in your hands and you're holding him, he will snatch it out of your hands and stick it in his mouth because <laughs> he loves food. So for him to be off of food was really concerning. So, yeah, it was a really stressful couple of days and just really, really exhausting, like mentally quite fatiguing mm. because you're so worried about this little person and I'm his primary carer. So And they you know, can't tell you how they're feeling. Exactly. And, and Ash had like a 10-hour day yesterday at the hospital and it was just full on. I think it kind of culminated into just a really awful, awful time for everyone involved. So <laughs> I think that he is totally fine now the rash has gone down it didn't end up being hand foot and mouth it was just that he had a particularly bad reaction to the vaccination which can absolutely happen but you know what like measles mumps or rubella can kill kids so yeah. i'd rather him have a rough couple of days than he no longer exist on this planet so yeah. That's just my stance on it. You do what you want to do, but if you ever give my kid measles, I am not responsible for my actions of what happens to you. So <laughs> that's where we're at. So anyway, this week, what are we doing? What are we talking about? We're doing mental load. Yeah. So um, especially if you're in a partnership of any kind, uh, there's generally one person who takes on the responsibility and the mental load of organising everyone's lives. Yeah. And that is us. Yeah. And look, we are going to talk about this in terms of our personal experience. We're not saying every relationship is like this. We're not coming for all men and saying that they're all terrible and blah, blah, blah. No, no. We don't even think that about our own partners. Look, we love our husbands. Yeah. But... We wouldn't be with them if we thought they were real trash. But we're saying that we're, we're just finding the mental load is falling on us. And we want to have a chat about it because I know that we're not the only ones having this experience. Mm. And if you and your partner share your mental load like 50-50, Oh my God, congratulations. You are winning life lottery. <laughs> but I think that just because of the nature of who we are, yep. Amy, like our personalities, we took on these roles. And then as our life has gotten more complicated and busier and included more humans, <laughs> it's just probably so, taken on a bit more than we should have. Yeah, some days it just feels like we max out. So we thought, this is going to be a really good conversation. Obviously, please keep in mind that I am pregnant, so I have pregnancy hormones surging through my body. You have just come off an extremely high dose of hormones, so yeah. those things are also pushing this conversation along. So we're, just keep in mind that's the lens we're coming at this from. Yeah. Hormonal and maxed out in terms of mental load. Yeah. So let's chat about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Amy, obviously you are going through so much physically yeah. in terms of your experience with IVF and I feel like because so much is happening to you it's really easy for your partner to take a step back especially on the mental side of things yeah and I so even if we go back to before I my main job was to run my husband's business because people will say oh but you know you're his admin person you're his PA your job is to do his stuff if we go back to when I worked like in corporate finance yeah I was gonna say there's always been the thing it has always been me and that's because I'm a little bit of a micromanager. I'm a little bit compulsive. I like things done certain ways. And, you know, someone cleans the house and they might not clean it quite good enough. So I'd rather do it myself, even though I don't have time kind of person. Mm. So I think from the very beginning, and I have to say, like, my husband and I shared everything, finances, bank accounts, like completely everything from quite early on in our relationship. So I've always been the person to take charge and do things. But, you know, when it comes to appointments for ourselves and the pets and the car registers and all those things I guess I just took charge because 
I was doing those things for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I figured I may as well do them for my husband and keep them on track mm-hmm. and do all the things for the pets because I just tend to be a little bit more organized than he is mm. in general. And so it's it started off with little things like, you know, just doing the, our life admin and all the little tasks that come with that. And then obviously as time went on, it went into doing all the big things for the business and all that kind of thing. Now that I'm a little bit compulsive, I like things done a certain way. I'm a list person, so I will send myself text messages at certain times and mm. schedule things so that I remember them and have them come up. But I guess as time goes on, your partner becomes used to that safety net you've created for them mm. and there's less pressure on them to do these things themselves. So yeah. for a long time, because I was doing all the admin stuff but also a lot of the housework and I worked nights for a long time, so I was home during the day and I could do those kind of things because I'm not a big daytime sleeper. Uh, Even when we first started the business, I got made redundant from my last finance role, so I had some more time at home during the day to get things done. And because you just take control of those things, your partner gets used to not doing them. Yeah. And then I think I got to the point where I was like, I am so fatigued and so burnt out, things start to slip. And I would just lose my shit. Yeah. Oh my God, I cannot keep doing this. Even now, I have to prioritize what's on my list. And there's things I just don't get to. So, you know, even for a couple of weeks there, I wasn't going to the gym because I'd had a transfer and all those Mm -hmm. kind of things. I knew I had to pause that gym membership, but actually getting to it, filling out the form or going into the gym and doing those things was so low on the priority list. It's like, oh, well, I'll just pay the $150 for the two, three weeks I'm not going. And while it's a waste of money, I just don't have the time and energy to do the things that I need to do to absolve that. And so now it's like, the priority list instead of being the person who gets everything done things slip and things slip all the time and things like like my pets are probably about two months overdue for vaccinations because i just have not had a chance to get down there yeah but and that makes you so frustrated as well especially when you're so used to being organized because it's just like as long as everything's going along smooth sailing it's not a problem but it's as soon as like a ball drops that you just feel so out of control yeah and that's it like and so and when I'm unwell or when I can't do things like my husband if I said him I need him to step up of course he would like you know if I have to and I think we talked about this very early on in the podcast if you go back and listen to the first few apps where when we ask our husbands to do things they definitely do them yeah I feel like a lot of time I shouldn't have to ask but that's another story for another day (laughs) you can go back and listen to that episode I think it's called relationship strain yeah. if you want to listen to that one yeah so if i'm so for example um i wasn't feeling great last week because i was just coming in to know like my dosage was really high and i was feeling quite unwell and lethargic and all those kind of things and you've probably heard me talk about our cat stanley who has all sorts of his own medical needs and while we love him is a complete pain in our asses yeah um but he's on a new medication so I had to say to Gary, like, can you feed the cats and I need you to do Stan's new medication? And he was like, oh, well, what does he get? What does he do? I don't know anything about it. And in my head, I was just like, why am I the one that has to know this? Yeah. Why is it me that has to liaise with the vet and do these things and organise what appointments he has and what medication he's on and manage his doses? Like, why don't you know this? Because mm. he's been on this medication now for and granted, things chop and change, but he'd been on this medication for a few days and I'd done it and it was like, well... Well, I'm sure I've told you, but because he hadn't actually had to do it, Mm. he didn't retain that information. It was kind of in one here, out in the other. Don't have to do that, so don't have to take that into my brain right now. And I 
honestly so red and I was like all this over hey remind me how to feed the cat his medication so I was like well why don't you know why yeah. is that my job yeah things like a lot of things I automate these days like paying the bills like the electricity the phones those kind of things mm. I just set them on a weekly schedule and pay amounts that I know will cover it because I cannot be bothered keeping track of when certain bills come in and actually remembering to pay them. I'd rather just stay slightly in credit. Whereas I used to be quite compulsive on when it came in, I would pay exactly what was due and then that was done and I'd move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. I ain't got time for that these days. So, yeah, so I think for me it's kind of gotten to the point, especially in the last few months where our business is very busy. My husband is out of the house at least six days a week from very early in the morning to usually late afternoon, early evening. And because I'm there, although I'm working and I have things that I'm doing, I'm physically the one that's in the house. So yeah. I have that flexibility to go to appointments, whether it be for me or the cat or take the cars in for a service and all those things. Because although I am working, I've got the flexibility to choose those hours that yeah. I'm working. And a lot of it just falls back on me because I've always stepped up and done it. And I think I've just gotten to a point where, as you said, things have started to slip and that's when you go, oh, shit, I can't do this on my own. And it just feels like I'm no longer managing it and I'm no longer in control of it because I'm a list person. I write everything down on paper. I'm very old school. If you go into my desk in my office, I literally have a day and then dot points of what I have to do on that day and it's all changes and I'm very, very paper pen old school. Yeah. Um, I go to bed at night and I lie there and I think about what I've got to do the next day. I calculate how many hours sleep I want to get or what I've got on in the morning. And then I literally type myself out a schedule. You know, yeah. so I've got to be up at this time. I've got to leave for this at this time. I've got to take this with me. And then I'm going here and I literally type myself out a schedule or a routine for the next morning and schedule it to text itself to my phone at five or six o'clock. So it's there when I wake up yeah. because I know that my brain can't retain all that information on its own no. anymore. That's exactly right. And it is, the list just continues to grow, I think, one, when you get older, two, when you're running a business as well, because it's like all the things that, you know, if you have a a normal job where you can just go and somebody else is your boss, there's someone to remind you almost of like how your day goes. And it's like, yeah, there's a preset version of what your day looks like. Whereas when you're running your own business and you're running your own life, you're your own boss and you have to be the one to create the schedule and yeah. often the days are not the same no it's not clock in at this time do task a b c leave at this time yeah it's a lot more responsibility and it's a lot more adapting to what the day throws at you and it's not you know i can concentrate on this one at work and i forget about everything else going on at home and what needs to be done or what needs to be scheduled and there's no leave it at the door and clock out at five o'clock and you're done with it because it just keeps going our work phone was ringing at eight o'clock last night and i was like what on earth is that like why is that phone ringing but it's a small business and it's what mm-hmm. people are used to yeah. and if i'm sitting on the couch and my phone goes off and we're getting facebook messages i'm usually answering them because yeah. it's easier to do it then and there while i've got this time to do so than try and fit it into the next day the next morning when i'm doing a million other things yeah and i think you just get to a point where i I say to my husband, that's it, I'm going on strike, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, you know, I'm not doing the grocery shopping, I'm not doing the meal planning, I'm not doing the cleaning, rah, rah, rah. but if I didn't do it, he would quite happily just let not it go. have it happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's just that's that. so frustrating and I just feel that with every 
inch of my body. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't feel like cooking or if I didn't do the groceries, I know we just end up with takeaway. And yeah. A, you feel gross if you eat too much takeout. Yeah. B, it's not good for the budget. Yeah. And it's just not living like a normal human. You don't want to be having takeaway every night. It's just no. not realistic. But that's my husband's mindset is that we're so busy and we've got so much happening. Mm. So don't do the groceries, don't do the meal planning. And there's a backup option. And then in my head, I'm going, no, we've spent so much money on unnecessary crap this week. Mm. Like, no, there's a whole flow on effect to every decision we make kind of thing. And I think because I said, he's out of the house long hours, he's not there. It's less pressing for him that these things don't fall, come across his mind and doesn't think about them. He did remind me the other day that he got a message about a cat's vaccination. Oh, well, there you (laughs) go. I was like, yes, I got that message as well. Thank you. Did he book the appointment? No. No. But, you know, he reminded me of the message. Oh, yeah. Amy will sort that out. Yeah. But it's just these things where it's probably largely my fault that I instigated it and took it on very early in our relationship and I like to be in control. As he reminds me, he got to be a 25-year-old human living fine without my input so he can do it these days i don't know if he would be so (laughs) self-sufficient because i think i've babied him into not having to do any of this household and mental load and stuff that i think he would struggle it'd be a shock if i threw it all back at him yeah i think also like the life that you live at 25 is not really the same let's say quality of life that you live when you're almost 40 like if you're in your 30s and 40s like you expect more things like you expect that your bills get paid on time you expect that when you open the fridge there's milk in there you know the the basics of adulting you have that expectation so much more than when you're in your 20s because you're just like ah, life yeah you get you get by on the bare minimum in your early 20s and yeah. as long as you, you don't care if you're having cereal for dinner in your early no. 20s but as a 30 year old person you're like oh no my body needs nutrition i need to eat fruit and vegetables and meat and things that will actually sustain me for the day yeah and i think for me i just i've Obviously, like with all the medical stuff that goes on with me too, I get so much more exhausted than I ever have before, which is crazy to say because I used to work the most ridiculous hours at previous jobs in previous careers, Mm. and I was still not as tired then as I am now. Yeah, I think that's the other thing, right? Like, it's because when there's a physical toll on your body and you are older, like when you're Mm. 20, you can just stuff like you don't need to sleep and you can run yourself into the ground and your body doesn't suffer the same way and this sounds so like oh we're so old (laughs) it's just true though like you have a hangover in your 20s you have a hangover in your 30s they are very different situations absolutely but in your 30s you even notice like oh i haven't eaten right this week and i feel like this i haven't slept right this week and i feel like this you feel it so much more physical toll on you is so much heavier i had to buy a new bed because the bed i bought in my 20s was not comfortable or supportive for Mm -hmm. us as adults anymore like all these things you don't think about because your body and your brain just tolerates them through your younger adulthood life because you don't need as much you don't need as much sleep you don't need as much as nutrition and these days i feel like if i don't sleep and i don't eat somewhat healthily i just get so sick and Mm -hmm. so run down whereas Mm -hmm. that never used to happen yeah but it's the remembering things for me. Like I walk around with a notepad in my handbag. Everything's written down. There are sticky notes everywhere. Each night I stick my husband's paperwork up for the next morning on the cork board. And there's usually four or five different sticky notes on it with things I've remembered after I've done it. Yeah. Tacked onto it because I need to put them there for him to notice. 
And it just, like, I have whiteboards everywhere. I have four whiteboards in my house. Yeah, Granted, wow. I run a business and two are in my office. <laughs> but there's one in my garage. There's one in my kitchen. I just, I need to write things down all the time. Yeah. Because if I don't, it just won't stay in my head. No, so true. And even now, if I go back through my emails, like, I know there's things I've missed. I know I missed the message he referred to about the cat needing a vaccination a couple of weeks ago. I know I missed the gym membership, the suspension emails. I know I've missed, um, there was a delivery I got that was wrong and they were offering me a refund if I filled out a form that I haven't got to but because they're not pressing urgent matters that are affecting how our day-to-day life runs they've just dropped off yeah. and they're just things I just whereas old Amy would be like no I've got to do these things yeah there's just not physically time or energy in my brain to do them anymore yeah and like I think if I sat down and I went through my emails for example I could write a 10-page list on other things I should do but I just don't have the capacity for it. Yeah, and I think that's it. Your capacity changes so much because the things that are important are so much more important. Yeah. And, you know, especially, like, your IVF journey is priority one. Mm-hmm. Like, you will not miss an appointment there. If you need to take something, that that is number one yeah. thing. So yeah. your cat being late for his vaccination isn't priority one because making sure that you are getting not vaccinated but (laughs) your shots every day that is so much more important yeah it's you know what's a matter of almost you know not life or death but you know what is the high priority versus what would be nice to have done and then what's not really on the radar at all and i just think as you get older and you take more on whether it be pets or children or medications or everyone takes on more as they get older Mm. and it just builds up so much whereas sometimes i think if i could rewind 15 years and walk back into our relationship I probably wouldn't take on as much of the mental load as I did back then because yeah. that's the precedent for the rest yeah, of the life. like if I if I hadn't then he would still be managing all his stuff I would be managing all my stuff and the mental load would be lesser can I change that no can I slowly try and train my husband to do more yes but he's also exhausted and Mm. works long hours and has had so long of these things being organized for him that and logically it just makes sense a lot of the time like yeah it doesn't make sense for me to be like no sort out your own car service because when's he going to get the car service when he works six days a week it's just not logical it's like you're trying to extend two people's capacities which almost takes on a mental load of itself yeah (laughs) how do i prioritize we need a third everyone else who just does the admin literally oh my god yes we all need a pa don't we i feel like life life is somewhat similar yeah it definitely is i think that you know, like there's a bit of a running joke with my hubby. He says that I'm his personal assistant for life because <laughs> he just is not across things the way that I am in our life, in our shared life. Mm-hmm. And I think that because for as long as we've been together, he's always been in medicine and medicine has always been priority one in our relationship. Like our relationship has always come second to his career and that was a precedent that was set from the start which i think is important in the fact that i have never then been like oh you always put work in front of me because that's always how it's been and i went into the relationship knowing that was the way it was and you prepare for a career in medicine for a long time so there was oh, a lot of training that like involved before you even came onto the scene kind yeah of thing. I, I didn't meet him when he was at uni figuring out what he wanted to do like he'd already been studying medicine for 10 years when i met him yeah so you know the precedent there was already set like okay this is the most important thing 
is always going to be the job. The job always comes first and that's fine. And that has just continued on through our relationship. And, you know, at times it gets busier because when he was doing his exams, there is literally nothing other than exam prep. And I just existed on the outside of that happening. And I suppose like it's been good in a way because I've always been able to maintain a sense of independence because I always, always, had time on my own or I've always needed to just kind of continue on my life outside of that and then I think as we've gone on it's been a similar kind of situation is that when we started to amalgamate our life into each other it did become easier that oh well I'll just sort this situation out because I'm already doing it kind of thing or if I did leave it up to him and it didn't get done, I would just find myself getting frustrated because he has that sort of same concept of like, oh, well, we'll just outsource where we can. And it's always things like food or, you know, meal prepping, that kind of thing. And to him, it's like pretty inconsequential. Like if I'm not home for whatever and I haven't like left a meal for him to have, he will just eat like crackers and cheese for dinner. Or he'll get takeout. Like he wouldn't be like, oh, okay, I'm home by myself. There are ingredients in the fridge to cook a meal. I'll cook myself a meal. Like that's just not where his head would be at because he's like, I'm not prioritizing that. I'm tired from work. I've been at work for 10 hours. I'm exhausted from my job of, you know, dealing with people who are young and have cancer or, you know, helping retrieve blood clots out of army veterans. Like, you know, it's a pretty heavy job and I don't begrudge him by that at all. I think the thing is that sometimes I just get maxed out. Yep. And this week especially I have felt it because usually now we go to the gym a couple of times a week. And yep. for me, because little man goes into crash in that time, so I don't know if everyone has this and I know we've got listeners all over the world, but here my gym and the reason we go to this gym is that I can drop him off at a little play centre that's attached to the gym and they have like childcare carers in there who look after the children while I go to the gym for an hour. Yep. And I've really started to lean quite heavily on that as like my mental break from being with Ted all the time. And I haven't been working for the last two months because I've been so sick with this new pregnancy. So I haven't had any time where I'm like off at work or I've blocked out time during the week or the weekend with Ash where I'm like, okay, well, I need to get some work done for my job coming up, blah. Can you take him for a couple of hours? That hasn't happened because I haven't had any jobs. So it has just been me and Ted 24-7 and because he's been so sick and then I didn't get sleep one night, it just kind of all piled up on me and I was just like, I am just mentally so fatigued. And then the dog got sick and I was like, okay, well, she needs to go to the vet. And it's still like, you know, Hubs knows about it, but I know that it's my thing to do. Mm. And I think it just gets really, really exhausting sometimes. And like I always say to Hubs, I'm so grateful that he has the job that he has in the way that like we're going to be financially stable for the rest of our life and we can keep living the life that we have. And, you know, I say to him all the time, I'm so grateful that you know, we were able to buy the house that we have because now we have house security and those kind of things. And I think that as much as he definitely appreciates everything that I do, sometimes I don't feel like he articulates it enough to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
pregnancy hormones are raging. I'm friggin' exhausted. My kid's been sick for three days. And when he's sick, he is so clingy as well. So there's literally no space for me. And it's like, even if Ash is home to give him his bottle to go to bed, I'm in the kitchen making us dinner. Like that's not downtime for me. And I guess we have to have that disclaimer too, that both our husbands are the sole income earners. We are very lucky to have the flexibility. Lexi can be a stay-at-home mum. I can work from home and go to my appointments. And we're both very fortunate to have the lifestyles that the work that our husbands do allows us to have those. But it just means that because their work is so intense, so Mm. much more falls on us outside of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's just a matter of like, managing it sometimes and especially like since ted came along like i used to be the person that was like i can do it all i've got this i'm in charge i'd rather do it because i know if i do it it'll get done the way that i want it to get done if i rely on other people it's not going to get done and i just like hit a wall with when ted came along and i was like i can't do everything i want to do Mm. like and i've had to let things slip and change to accommodate to make sure that I'm not running myself into the ground. Yeah. Like I used to be like, oh, I don't want to use the dryer when like, you know, clothes that need to be dried. I don't hang anything out anymore. No. (laughs) Unless it's something that I can literally put on a hanger and hang on like the drying rack. Everything goes in the dryer now. And I'm really sorry, environmentalists, please don't come for me. We have solar. I only run it during the day. Like, you know, I'm still trying to be conscious about it, but it's, like I've just had to take steps to be like those little helps when you I can get them. Your yeah. dryer and your dishwasher become your best friend. Yeah, and you exactly. may not have used them ten years ago, but you're sure as hell using them now. Yeah, and I think that's it. And just being like, I'm I'm the same with you in terms of lists because if I don't write it down, it's just not. It, there's it's not going to stay. Yeah. Like when somebody sends me a bill, if it's not automated, I have to pay it then and there, or I'm not going to remember. Yeah, and like even. Hubs and I hit a bit of a wall because there was a period where he was having weekend shifts. He seems to do a lot of like weekend call at the beginning of the year, which is hard because that's kind of a peak busy time for me working on weekends with mm-hmm. my business. And we just kept hitting this wall where we both end up working on the same day and they'd be like, oh crap, who's going to look after the baby? You know, and we ended up having to set up a joint calendar so we both have each other's emails coming into each other's phones all the time so that now we have a joint calendar that says like okay well I'm not going to take a booking on the Saturday because he's doing a shift but I can take it on the Sunday because he's not working on that day and like I can't tell you how many arguments happened before we worked out how to make this calendar one calendar because <laughs> and it's like every time his work email it's you know it, it changes every month so he has to re-log back in on my phone or whatever but the amount of times where you know it's it was just this clash and I was like oh my god I, I can't remember that you said that you were working on this weekend because you told me eight weeks ago when you got your calendar and you know I can't see your calendar because your things logged out and it just all kind of like piles up and piles up and piles up and I would never like leave a client in the lurch and be like oh sorry my husband actually had this shift and I you know he's he's obviously not going to drop a hospital shift so I can go and do a party like that's insane Mm. but it does mean that there's a lot more juggling and it's like every time we need one of our parents to look after Ted because we have something that's clashing with each other's schedules 
I hate to be the one to always ask his parents to be like, hey, do you guys mind taking Ted this weekend? Hey, do you guys mind taking Ted this weekend? Mm. And I think because as much as I get a lot out of my business, I think maybe there's a bit of a perception sometimes that's like, oh, why do you work? Like, you don't need to be doing that. You know, your husband makes enough money to keep you guys going. Why do you do it? And it's so hard to articulate to people that I need my business because I love being a mum and I think it's the best thing in the whole world, but I need something else. Like mentally, I need something else. You've always on. been a very driven and creative person. You need an outlet for those things. Yeah, I because do. Because you were, and, for, and we talked about it in, again in previous episodes where you weren't even sure you wanted to be a mum for a long time. And yeah. you've always been very driven, very high face, high pace, very fast working, creative. You've always had a million things on the go. So yeah, I've would, never just had like, a job and that's been it yeah there's always been like a job and a side hustle and another hobby and yeah you know all the other things so it, even now like i have a business i'm gonna have two kids and we're like hey let's start a podcast <laughs> you know like that's just we just can't decide when enough's enough that's my energy <laughs> well both of us that's our energy so i think it is hard sometimes to try and explain that taking on more things is actually beneficial to my mental health mm. because it means that I feel like I've got something else out there and there's lots of people who don't have that and god I wish I could just switch off that part of my brain and just be full mum all the time present in that and I tried like I've taken time off work you've had your last couple of months where you have been full on mum 24 7 and it's just it's not for me like yeah. I don't want to just no, I shouldn't say just be a mum because being a mum is the friggin' hardest thing in the whole world and there's no time off and, like, mums should get paid, like, $500,000 a year, I swear to God. <laughs> it's hard work. But, but for me, mentally, because I'm creative, like, I need something else that I can get really excited about. Mm -hmm. I've got some really cool gigs coming up next month and my brain, when a client is messaging me and going, oh, I really want this and I'm thinking about this and what do you think about that? Like, it just sparks my brain in a way that baby rearing does not yeah and i have tried by like making toys for them but like my kid's a year old like yeah. he just looks at like a cardboard thing that i make and he just licks it like <laughs> it's not the same as like somebody rocking up to their event and a vision that we have spoken about has come to light and you can see the little tears budding in their eyes yeah. because they're so excited and thrilled of what you were able to create for them. Like, I, that different kind of anything else. Like, I look at my kid and I get those feels because I'm like, oh, look at this beautiful little creature I've made licking bird poo off the <laughs> deck. Oh my God, I have to get him. He's licking bird poo off the deck. Like, it's not the same as like going to work and thinking about something and planning it out and sending through drafts of what I want to do for this person and helping them come up with a story so we can keep the surprise for an event that's coming up. Like, that, I just don't get to do that in baby rearing. Yeah. And I need that. So it's hard to explain to people that for me, yes, having a side business and even this podcast, it is more in terms of like mental load because then you have to think like, oh, okay, well, what are we going to speak about this week? And when am I going to be able to edit that? And, you know, we need to do a TikTok this week for this and we need to put out content on our Instagram for that. 
it's not as simple as getting together for an hour a day and recording it and be done with no. it. Like, no, it does take on more and it does add to the mental load. So I can see from somebody being on the outside being like, why don't you just chill out? Like, why do you need to do everything? I remember a friend said to me last year when we were settling this, buying this house. She's like, what's wrong with you? Like, you just had a kid. You've got your business. Why are you trying to buy a house right now? And I was like, because I want to. Like, and it's insane. Like, it makes no sense for most people to look at taking on more things and then complaining about your mental load. And it's like, no, no, no. But these other things help to alleviate the mental stress because then I get to have an outlet somewhere else. Yes. And it, it's important. And I think that it's different to have a business or a podcast or these things that while they are extra work, you need them for the enjoyment yeah. and the creative outlet are different to the tasks that the mundane, menial housework appointments, life admin that you have to do with absolutely no reward to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like making sure I'm on top of the washing every week does not bring me joy. (laughs) I mean, like in some ways having a clean and tidy house does make me feel good, but it's not the same. And I think that if somebody is saying to you, hey, I'm really maxing out my mental load, I'm full on my capacity, don't tell them to just take on less because that's not the answer. No. The answer is how can I help? Yeah. How can we make a plan so that there's something we can alleviate on that? And just telling them to give up on their hobby or give up on their side hustle, that's not the answer when a mum says to you, I'm maxed out on my mental load. No. Because it's not that stuff that's causing them stress. Like at no point have I ever gone, oh, my business is causing me mental anguish. I don't want to do it anymore because it's too much with keeping up to date with the washing and my kids' vaccination schedule. Yeah. It's like, well, I am feeling maxed out, but what I need is somebody else to cook me dinner for once or somebody else to go to the grocery store and pick up some milk because everyone's aware that there's no milk in the fridge. Like it's not just on me. So it's those little things that I think like... You can try and push it towards your partner, but it is hard when you've already kind of taken the reins off them because they take on other stuff as well. Yeah, they fill up their plate because you've taken stuff off their plate and it just becomes this point of, okay, well, now what do we do? Because you took all this on, so I took all this on, and now we're at a standstill where we don't know what's more important and what we need to prioritise. Yeah. That's it. I think if I could do it over or if I had any advice for anyone, it would just be don't take on so much in the beginning enjoy the having less to do because as time goes on that will increase and you don't want it to get to a point where you are maxed out and if i had let my husband run his own life from the day dot and i never stepped in and i never did the little things and booked appointments and all that and i still still wouldn't have to do them and it would still be you know a few things each week that just give me a little bit more mental sanity yeah but now it's too late now i've done that and he's taken on extra stuff to fill that plane Mm. and it's now we're at this burnout period yeah and i think that's it and i think that a lot of it is as well like simple things like organizing Christmas presents, birthday presents. Oh my God. Mother's I Day presents. I the last time my husband bought anyone a present. Yeah, and I think it's just that sort of stuff, right? And there's a, maybe maybe a wee bit of weaponized incompetence that comes into it to just be like, oh, but you're better at organizing mm. those things. Oh, but you just know what my sister would want for Christmas. Or My favorite one is when someone asks if he's free to do something, like family, and he's like, oh, well, we'll have to check with the boss who does the organizing and the cal- it's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go look at It's a whiteboard. It takes up Push the wall. Go have a look at it. Yeah. I mean, like, we have the same. Like, we have a calendar, a 
physical paper calendar, which I go through at the beginning of every month and take everything that's out from the digital calendar and put it into the paper calendar that hangs on the wall. I am pretty sure my husband doesn't know it exists, even though he walks past it every day. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just... If somebody comes to you and says, like, I'm maxed out on my mental load, what they need is just, like, a half an hour to themselves to go and not have to think about anything and not be responsible for anyone. Like, I think that's the big thing yeah. when you're looking after a kid, especially when they're sick, like, you're it. You're not peeing alone. You're not eating alone. You're not doing anything alone because you are 100% focused in on that little person but all the other tasks that you have to do every day don't change. You it's still need to keep done. up to date on the washing. You still need to make sure there's food in the fridge. You need to make sure that the kids got enough, whatever it is, milk, formula, whatever they're on. You need to make sure that your pets aren't getting neglected and are still getting a meal once a week, uh, once a day, <laughs> once a week, Jesus, once a day. Like, you know, you've, you all that stuff stays. It's like if something throws, out, throws you out of whack, like you're – 100% right on the sickness thing. When a mum gets sick or a female partner gets sick, it's like, yeah, cool, you're sick. So um, when are you doing groceries? <laughs> like you still have to manage all the things because it's like the life that you've created will literally fall apart without you. Yep. And thank God for like Woolworths and Coles delivery because that was right. I literally got home <laughs> from a procedure at lunchtime on Wednesday and went, shit, we have no food in this house. Yep. Like, we, I'm going to have to do an online order because I'm yep. not going to go and push a trolley around when I've just literally come out of theatre two hours ago. Yeah, exactly. But we need to eat. Yep. So, And when you get kids as well, you can't just, like little people, you can't just be like, oh, we'll just uber eat some food no 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 they can't just eat Thai takeaway like a one-year-old is not going to be satisfied with that like you need to make sure that there's food that's suitable for them to eat as well and yeah it's there's a lot and I think the more kids as well that you take on like I think that I'm just gonna have to get better at like divvying stuff up and I think you probably need to do the same do it now yeah do it now think, before you have your babies I think it's just like and again I come back to writing out lists but like literally doing like a his and hers column of things I need to do and things that he could do and just pushing more into his column and like literally having it there in our kitchen whiteboard. Like, so I, and it it comes down to, because a lot of the time I'm doing the IVF cycle, you can't go too close to the cats in the tray anyway Mm, because of toxic plasmosis. So, you know, I delegated that cat litter trays is his job. I don't look at it. I don't touch it. It is his job. And I think I need to create more of those tasks that are his yes. job. Write down all the tasks and literally color code them to what I have yeah. to do and then what he can do and just push more of them onto his plate. It will still be lopsided. It will still majority fall to me because, as I said, I've got that flexibility and I'm home a lot more and I can move things around and shuffle things around and I'm a night owl. So I can get up and I can go to the gym in the morning. I can do the groceries on the way home. I can run some errands and then I can work through till nine, 10 o'clock at night when I've got the time in the evening. And I don't mind doing that, but I think you shouldn't be hitting burnout and then they get to sit around and play PlayStation. (laughs) I think this is, you know, like the, the big thing. And this is something that, I have found myself saying, and every time I do say it, Ash is like, I totally get it. Yes, understandable. But like my thing is that I feel like I don't get a lot of downtime. Mm. And because I'm really on about my sleep, 
because one, I'm pregnant. I need to make sure I'm getting enough rest, mm-hmm. especially at this period, because I know in a couple of months it's going to get much worse. Yeah. But also, like, I know that if I if someone has to get up for Ted in the middle of the night, it's me. Yeah. Because Ash needs to go to work, and that's fine. That's something we had already organised. But sometimes it'll happen on a weekend as well, and because I'm just ingrained in that, I'll be the one to get up and go and give him a bottle or resettle him at four o'clock in the morning, because it's just something that. I'm so used to doing. Yeah. And we had the same discussion when we talked about doing a double transfer and potentially being twins, that those nighttime wake-ups and all that extra work will fall on me because he has the full-time job and the, you know, works with tools and drives long distances and, you know, he needs to sleep and I don't need as much of that. So very same, whereas I will be the one that gets up in the middle of the night and all that kind of thing. But I think before that happens, I need to push a lot of those smaller tasks back on him that I've adopted because I'm not going to be able to do it all. No. And that's the thing. You literally cannot do it all without having extra help. I think like a big moment of realisation that I'm hitting the point where I need to probably employ someone to help me is that on the weekend after Ted's birthday, we are trying to get everything cleaned up and packed up and, you know, like the stuff that immediately had to be done to make sure that, you know, like we didn't end up with ants or whatever, like making sure all the food's away and everything gets clean, mm-hmm. was having one of my girlfriends stayed over because she doesn't live um, where we live. She yeah. lives out of town. So she was staying with us and she had a, like she's broken her wrist. So she was like, oh, I'm not good at, like I can't pick stuff up. Yeah. But she is the teacher. So she was like, oh, I'll take Ted while you guys get stuff done. And just having somebody else to look after him and keep him occupied while you do so the other we stuff. could get everything done. It was like, oh my god, this is a game changer. Yeah, because I'm so used to having Ted literally either strapped to me or at my feet screaming while I'm doing the dishes, getting the washing done, changing the sheets on the bed. Like I'm just so used to having to do both at once. Mm-hmm. And I think that when on the flip side of that is like when ash is with ted if he is like primary caring for a couple of hours or primary caring for the day if i'm at work they just get to like chill and like play and watch tv or yeah like there's not that running list in his head of like oh well while i've got ted i better put some washing on and make sure there's food in the fridge and write out a grocery list like that just isn't there for him so i think i get frustrated sometimes in just feeling like I don't get the downtime. I've got to go to bed early so I can get up early for him. Whereas Ash will stay up late and like watch a movie he feels like watching or he'll play PlayStation. And sometimes I get a little bit like begrudgy of that mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, you know, on the, especially on the weekends, I'm like, you could go to bed early as well. And then you could get up and do the feed. Yeah. But it's just not like his thought process to do that like he's like oh I'll just be tired it's fine on the weekend if I'm looking after Ted I don't have to do anything whereas on the weekend I'm like these are all the things we need to do in the house that we haven't done like we need we've got a bunch of plants sitting out that we haven't been able to plant yet we've got a shelf that needs to be put up that hasn't been put up you know we've got all this stuff we need to sell that I'm like why do we have all this crap we don't need this yeah and it's just like this list never ends in my head and I think I need to get better at being like, hey, I really need you to do this and set the task well before and put it in advance because it's just like the little things I can take off, they need to be done. I need to stop trying to take on everything 
and just going, oh, well, I can just do it. Like it just burns you to the ground. Like you don't have the enjoyment of baby rearing if you're baby rearing while they're constantly screaming at you because you're trying to get other stuff done. Yeah. If you don't get to have that totally present playtime, chill if you're tired, sleep in the little playpen with them while they're playing a game, you're not going to enjoy it as much. No. And then that's when you're going to end up begrudging your partner that they get to do all the fun stuff and you just get in the mundane every day, well, I have to take him grocery shopping or I need him to like sit in a laundry basket while I'm doing the laundry because I need him to be with me and not screaming and I need to get this laundry done because no one else will do it. And like it just spirals you. But also if your to-do list is that long and you do take that time away to just baby rear and enjoy him and nothing else there's that guilt of i've got so much to do that i'm not doing right now that you know i had it the other night we actually finished work relatively early and then when i say relatively early he was home by four instead of by six (laughs) yeah um and you know it's like all right great we're gonna have an early dinner and i'm gonna sit on the couch and we're gonna watch a couple episodes of a documentary we've been watching and literally I'm sitting there looking at my watch and looking at my phone as the second episode starts thinking, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, there's mm. other things I should be doing. Yeah. There's admin I should be responding to. There's accounting I should be doing. And it's like, no, but I shouldn't feel guilty yeah. for stepping back from that for five yeah. minutes. Absolutely. Or, like, a big one for me is when Ted's napping. Like, I get two hours in the day and sometimes it's one hour in the morning, one hour in the evening. And I'm always like, oh, my God, I've got so much work to do during that time. Mm. Whereas I know, like, like today, Ted's asleep and Ash is looking after him. He's probably, like, having some chill time. He might be watching, like, the baseball or, you know, like, I need to take a leave from his book rather than him constantly just looking at me like a lunatic and being like, why do you take so much on? Mm. Like, I need to learn to be like, okay, this is present time. And if I just delegate a few little tasks over here i can do that without the guilt yeah yeah and i think that's something we've spoken about before as well it's just the mum guilt is wild and i don't know like men don't seem to get it like i've asked ash point blank i'm like do you get dad guilt he's like what is that what 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 is i've never heard of this thing you're speaking this doesn't exist no it's not a thing and I think like I even get it when I'm at work and I'm like, I know that this makes me a better mum to be mm-hmm. here and to run my business and to love doing what I'm doing. But I still get the guilt. Ash doesn't get that. He gets like a bit homesick and he'll ask for photos during the day and you he know. misses you guys, but he's yeah, not he's, he's, he's not like, like Oh, I feel bad for being at work because I'm not at home with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That was long and rambly. <laughs> There's a lot going on in our lives at the moment. It's just a lot, guys, you yeah. know. Um, but, look, I think that'll probably do us. One thing we really want to know is where are you guys listening to us? Because yeah. we see the stats and we see all these different countries popping up. We're in 15 different countries now, which just blows our little minds. And, like, multiple locations in countries we never thought we'd reach. Like, no. three different cities in Mexico. Like, yeah, wow. Thank How you. Find- Hi. Hi, beautiful Mexican listeners. Thank you for coming. Um, So if you guys want to share where you are 
we would love to see it. Pop it into our Instagram on your stories tag when you're us. listening. Tag us. We want to see it. Where are you guys listening to us? We also have our TikTok, of course. So come and see that. That's probably where we post the most stuff. I would. Yeah, say. at the moment, I was going to go through and transfer it all over to our Instagram this morning, we'll but of course, it. it was one other thing on the to do list that Whoa, just didn't take priority. Um, but yeah, I'd say we're predominantly using our TikTok more than anything at the moment. Yeah, we will try and like fix that for anyone who is only an insty listener or follower but come and follow us come and be a part of the group chat we also have facebook there's a group and a page you can join you can have a conversation something pops up that you want to talk to us about hey come and tell us we are ready to listen if you disagree with us and anything we've said tell us we'd love the healthy feedback no absolutely everyone's experience is always different and that's why we're talking to you guys because as much as we have a lot in common, we also have pretty different experiences when things happen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have no idea what IVF life is like other than what I get to experience through you. And I have no idea how to wrangle a toddler. But you will. <laughs> oh, you will. You will. You'll get there. And then I'll hopefully be a little bit past the toddler stage and then I can just help you through it maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see what the future beholds. We are merely passengers in the universe's plan. So. Taken day by day. That's it. That's the other way you can do it. Well, thanks for being here, guys. We will chat with you next week. If Also, if there's anything you want us to talk about, send it to us. Instagram yep. us. Send it to us on our Facebook messages. We want to hear your suggestions as well. What do you want to hear us talk about? Yeah, tell us. We're happy to rant about anything you like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see you next thanks, week. guys. Bye.